You're listening to a special short story episode of the Green Industrial Revolution Radio, produced for String by Hear Hear. In this episode, we'll explore the history and creation of the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, also known as the OECD. It was this organization that Victor visited in the last episode, where we met Sujin Kim. Most of this week, so when What I came back in, was, you remember her, right? We are supporting the government of Morocco. Uh, Let me refresh your memory. Reforming their urban policy at the national level. For every project like that, we visit the country and we hold a series of meetings with different actors from the government, at different levels of government, also the private sector. And while it's no wonder that Sujin Kim has much positive to say about the OECD, I did promise to tell you how it all began. So, I want to start by taking you back in time. In 1945, Russian and Allied troops raced towards Berlin, the very epicenter of the Second World War. And when the Russians arrive in Berlin, it ends. The designated head of the German state signed the act of unconditional surrender to the Allied expeditionary forces and simultaneously to the Soviet high command. The Second World War, the deadliest and most devastating conflict in human history, concludes right here. The German war is therefore at an end. In Berlin, 1945. On one side are the Allied forces of Western Europe and the United States. On the other side is the Soviet Union. The war shatters Europe, both economically and politically, with key infrastructure throughout Central Europe in ruins. By 1948, the United States extends a lifeline to the shattered Europe throughout the Marshall Plan. Before the House Foreign Affairs Committee, General Marshall explains his support of military aid to Europe. The uh, only solution that I see is to establish a firm front. This massive financial aid program aims to revive economic markets and establish a solid foundation for European trade. We cannot aim at anything less than the Union of Europe as a whole. And we look forward with However, this helping hand does not go unnoticed by the Soviet Union. The United States did not propose the Marshall Plan purely out of altruism. Rather, they seek to promote capitalist ideology. They need to secure the loyalty of a Europe vulnerable to the spread of communism, if left without American intervention. Propaganda from both the United States and the Soviet Union fuels debates over the Marshall Plan. Although the Second World War has ended, a new and potentially even more dangerous conflict is brewing. The Cold War. Nonetheless, the Marshall Plan is greatly successful. European nations accept the aid and stability is restored in many countries. When that union will be achieved. Fast forward to the 14th of December, 1960.
we find ourselves in the elegant halls of the Chateau de la Mitte in Paris, France. Large crystal chandeliers hang from the ceiling, and a beautiful marble statue stands above the decorated fireplace at the far end of the hall. The atmosphere is brimming with anticipation and excitement, as political representatives from 20 countries, who are all dressed in fine suits, gather to sign the Convention on the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, the OECD. And frankly, it's no wonder that the representatives are feeling excited. You see, by signing this document, each of these countries commit to cooperate on extremely important economic issues. And this is how the OECD is born, an organization that will go on to play a critical role in shaping international economic policies and promoting economic development. Members of the OECD include many of the European countries that had accepted the Marshall Plan back in 1948. These countries consider themselves economically advanced nations, thanks to the Marshall Plan. To put it simply, the OECD goals at its inception are twofold. They want to help their members by creating free trade within their own borders. And they want to organize foreign aid across the member nations to help stabilize non-member countries. Today, the OECD has been around for 60 years. And while their goals are still largely economical, They also recognize the importance of protecting the climate, human rights, and working against corruption in governments. The OECD has now grown from 20 to 38 countries over 60 years. We transformed to respond to the world's most pressing challenges by integrating... They believe that expanding the organization helps promote its standards and maintain global influence. ...initiatives on climate, housing, sustainable infrastructure, and making the OECD more impactful. A do tank in tune with the needs of member countries and the global community. If there's one lesson to be learned from the history of the OECD, it is that together we can do more. At its core, that is what the OECD promotes. The challenges that we face in the present and their solutions all hinge on our ability to work together and present a united front. And remember that even though the OECD started as a purely economic cooperation, It's grown into encompassing so much more. Here's how Su Jin Kim describes what the OECD does today. Together, 38 member countries. The Secretariat is based in Paris, in France, and we produce data, policy evidence, international examples, and policy guidelines to help governments at all levels in improving lives for people through better policies in a number of themes ranging from economic development to education to science and technology and in our case urban and regional development. And that, dear listeners, is the story of how the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development was created. From the ashes of the Second World War and through the help of the Marshall Plan, this organization was born committed to promoting economic development, cooperation, and progress. They simply want to create better policies for better lives. This episode was written by Melte Duholm, sound design and editing by Anna Skulberg, assistant editing Mikkel Juhl, speak by Karen Parli Inselset. That's me. The Green Industrial Revolution Radio is an original podcast from String, produced by Hair Hair.